what's up guys welcome back to another episode of Stratford and chat uh we're back from the international break we took a break and yeah i mean <laughs> it was a rough game yesterday i'd say oh uh, not yesterday but two days ago see two days ago sunday see? yeah time time's time's flying by time doesn't even make sense anymore so yeah i guess um yeah west brom which no not even west brom jesus christ <laughs> Man, <laughs> not, a good been, start, not a good start to the day not a good start really been out day. of it huh yeah, yeah yeah uh we grinded out um a tough but you know fair result um on sunday uh it, it honestly looked like we were going to drop points um especially you know when our rivals chelsea and and uh lester you know having uh, since they dropped points over the weekend but but yeah, I think it was a fair result, um, but we're back on track. Important three points. I think we're nine points clear of fourth, I believe. So one step closer to a Champions, Champions League spot next year. Yeah, uh, to correct you, actually, nine points clear of fifth place, which is Chelsea. We're eight points clear of fourth, which is West Ham. <sighs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, really not a good game, um, you know, again, just more more along the the lines of you know we don't play well and you know we just try to grind out a result or things might go wrong and we concede and then we and then we drop points when other teams drop points and we fail to take advantage um so i don't know it's just been kind of more of the same i i was kind of hoping that after the the international break the boys would kind of i don't know just kick it into gear cuz we're we're getting down to the final stretch now, right? The final eight games. Um, and, you know, I was just hoping that, you know, I mean, in terms of injuries, we were, were pretty good, right? We got some of our players back. Unfortunately, Martial got injured um, on the international break and he's, I think, out for the season. So that's unfortunate. But other than that, we had more or less a full squad. So, yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of yeah. hoping for more. I was kind of hoping for more, but... Um, I mean, in the end, like story of the season, right? I mean, we're just, we find a way to win and we get points and now we're in a really good position to solidify top four. Yeah, we're definitely not playing well, but we're still getting the results. So I can't really complain uh, considering how Chelsea played over the weekend. Uh, we actually finally took advantage of, you know, um, increasing our lead for second place against Leicester. So that's huge. Uh, especially with a huge game in, against uh, Tottenham next weekend, I think we need to boost our cushion, you know, as much as we can. And I mean, a bit of a shocker, you know, like, especially with um, uh, with Chelsea losing over the weekend. And I mean, Arsenal, you know, I think they were expected to lose anyway against Liverpool. Yeah, but I mean, they got dominated. I mean, yeah. I was, uh, I mean, I guess the most um surprising result and i guess we can touch on these games and then we can go back to our game against brighton but yeah i think the most shocking result of the weekend was for sure the west brom chelsea game um i mean i don't know about you but i did watch a lot of that game and um i mean i realized that chelsea went down a man um from tiago silva getting two yellows early on in the game they were up one nothing and then things really took a turn for the worse but you know i mean credit to west brom they at for some of their goals, they look like prime Barcelona, honestly. Like they, they looked really, really good. Um, so that was really shocking to see. And especially since um since uh uh Tuchel came in, you know, 
Chelsea were still, I think, undefeated, right? Um, so yeah, that was a that was a crazy result. I think it was just you know about time. It, it was coming for them. Like I, I'm I'm still not very convinced by the back line and Thiago Silva is just vibes only. You know when he when he plays against West Brom for some reason. And West Brom had a pretty decent result against them earlier in the year. Oh, was that when Thiago Silva made that mistake? Yeah, yeah. It was oh, a 3-3. That was the same game. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Just vibes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Liverpool obviously dominated Arsenal, but nothing else to note. Um, Leicester dropped points, thankfully, against City because the title race, obviously, was over a month ago anyway. That'll yeah, be I huge. Mean, yeah, I mean, like overall, you know, great, great weekend for us in terms of points, in terms of, oh, yeah. of, of you know, league position. I think it solidifies it. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, we're, you know, we're pretty much good for Champions League next season. But uh, I guess now, you know, shifting our focus a little bit more to the game itself um, in terms of talking points. I mean, it kind of, again, like it's just one of those games that I we've seen before, right? I mean, we... We actually started the game well, which is unusual. Uh, but then West Brom, you know, or sorry, Brighton, Hove, and Albion, they get into the game and they get the first goal. Classic, right? And who else but none other than Danny Welbeck. Um, I don't know if that was Lindelof's fault or maybe Aaron Bissaka's fault. They kind of both dropped the ball, I think, in terms of their positioning. Um, just an unfortunate goal to give away. I mean, I think, yeah, Aaron was caught sleeping there, um, watching the replays. It was just too easy for Brighton. And, yeah, again, like, we tend to do this so often where we just fall asleep at the back. And this is so needless. And, like, I, you know, center back um, has to be a priority this summer. That's There's no doubt about that. And all that good momentum or the good start that we had was basically just all for nothing pretty much because I kind of felt like after we conceded there was zero energy like it, it just felt like we're just kicking the ball around um, yeah. mindlessly and I was I think, just yeah it was hard, it was tough to watch for me at least yeah I, th- I think you said something along the lines of I'm not gonna watch the second half or I'm walking out of the room after this one um which, you know, I could understand because it, it was abysmal. And I think Oli kind of touched on it, right? He kind of blamed it on the international break. And he said that he had to kind of give him a kick in the butt during halftime, right? Um, and it worked. I mean, we, yeah. we, came out, we came out better. We came out a little bit more threatening. We had more of the ball. We imposed ourselves a bit more. And we, and we ended up getting, um, you know, two goals to win. I mean, again, it's just, it's just one of those things where um, it's not like we dominated, right? We just, it's not like we created a lot of chances. And on another day, I feel like maybe we wouldn't have scored two goals, right? Like, I think in a way we're lucky that we did convert on the two major chances that we got. Um, so yeah, it's, it's for us, it's just been margins, right? And a lot of the games that a lot of these games that we play, we don't necessarily win because, you know, we were outright the better team and we, and, and we outplayed the opposition. It's more so we just have the better players and eventually they're going to get, they're going to get their chances. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think given with our, with the chances that we've created in the second half, I would say 
the win was deserved, but it wasn't pretty, especially with the goals that we scored. Actually, I wouldn't say Marcus's goal was was ugly in any way. That was a really nice finish by him. Mm-hmm. Also, Bruno almost had his ankle snapped in two, which, you know. Yeah, that was a really, really bad challenge. Did he even get a yellow for that? No, um, no, no. no. That's ridiculous. So, Cavani got a yellow card instead because for he was complaining. complaining. That's so yeah. stupid. And, and guess and who it was? was- the ref was right in front of it too, and he saw it completely. Uh, and it, it just looks worse in the replay. It was so bad. Classic Mike Dean, and it actually could have been so much worse because I was a little concerned for Bruno there because it was studs ha- up. Yeah, studs up, and Bruno was just so vulnerable there in that position. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 not a red. Uh, it's a yellow, but like it's a hard yellow. Like it's a dark. Get, get your card out right away. Like yeah. let him know. Don't do that again. That's yeah. You know, um, but yeah, like Bruno. I mean, yeah. he hasn't been injured once this season, right? Oh, uh, we're really lucky that or maybe one. I'm sure he's taken so many knocks. Like, yeah, he has to. I mean, every yeah. player does. That's every him does. And, yeah, yeah. Him and Harry Maguire just gotta have credit for you know. Just we'll give him the the uh, the Iron Man badge, right? For just the amount of games that they play day in day out and not getting injured. That's a that's a that's amazing in itself. Isn't it crazy how Harry just reached um, 100 matches for Man United already? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm telling but, you, man, we, we get a lot of value. I mean, for all the stick that he gets, we get a lot of value from him considering he plays every game. Um, you know, that is one of the most important things for a back line is consistency. If you're playing consistently day in, day out with the same back line, you're in a really good position which we're not doing, right? Because in a way, like we're, well, more or less so, right? We kind of did it. Um, but we do interchange with kind of Luke and and Lindelof, right? Those, Aaron Rambasaka is kind of a staple. But other than that, we do kind of kind of change. So I don't know, man. I, again, we you're right. We have to get a center back during the summer. We just got to find that good partnership with Maguire. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, Harry reliable always on the first team sheet can't go wrong he'll make some mistakes though so yeah i'm happy for him uh, i mean i can't rave enough about luke again this year um he was yeah. i mean the second goal i thought credit to donnie for making that run to bring the defender away from bruno mm-hmm. luke had a nice pass down the yeah. left and mm-hmm. yeah i mean that was just See, Donnie didn't even touch the ball once. I think once he was subbed on. But again, I think his like his IQ and his movement. It's the is movement, probably, man. It's the movement. That's all yeah. you need. Doesn't need to touch it. It's that good. <laughs> yeah. No, so. but yeah, that was a great. That was a great ball from from Luke. And like again, it's just you know for us, what wins games? It's just those. It's just those little moments from our best players that kind of win us games, right? We like we just have that extra quality that these other teams don't. And that's what's been putting us over the edge, right? Um, short term, that's great. Can't complain about it. Gets points on the board. But, you know, long term, I want to see us play better than that. I want to see us take control of games. Um, and I want to see us win games, you know, differently than just, oh, we have better players. You know what I mean? Um, but again, that's something that's long term. You can't change can't, that yeah. overnight. And that's something that maybe we can't, we, we won't even see next season. Who knows? Um but uh, yeah, definitely a long way to go in that. Uh, one one point that I did want to touch on was, um, you know, in terms of the standout performances, I thought 
I thought Mason Greenwood was really, really good this game. Um, I, I saw something different in this game than I did from, you know, his previous games where he was a little bit more timid. But in this case, I think he was really, really aggressive on the ball. Um, and, you know, we just we just haven't seen that from him this season. Right. I mean, he was he was really going at the Brighton Hove uh, defenders, uh, putting himself in really good positions, um, you know, going for one twos, you know, playing off the ball as well. Um, and he got reward. He got rewarded for it by by a goal. Again, just great positioning in the box. Um, just just a really really good performance. I think his best performance probably this season. I think um, his, you know, compared to his start earlier in the year, I think Mason has improved considerably. I think most players his age would have just kind of crumbled under like the. Um, extra attention and spotlight, you know, for like a Man United youngster, right? It always, I've seen it happen many times before with other players, but you see, I, I've been seeing, you know, Mason playing a little bit more up top as a lone striker. And I, it, I mean, I think you noticed it as well. Um, I think he's just getting way more comfortable. I mean, you know, once Mason like maybe gains maybe another extra 10 pounds of muscle there, like he's going to be, he's yeah, going to be bossing it. He's he's got to gain some muscle for sure, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. He's so young, uh, we forget that. Um, he's got a yeah. long way to go, um, and you know he'll get there. I mean, like like we saw with Rashford, right? When he came in, he was just this you know small kid, um, super yeah. skinny, and you know now Rashford's put a few pounds on him. He's a bit quicker. He's a bit more aggressive, stronger. Can't get pushed off the ball as easily. So it's just a natural progression. Um, it comes with time. So. Um, I'm not yeah. worried about that. Yeah, if there's any time to, you know, to to really invest in a striker, right? Because, you know, there's always these debates of whether we should bring Cavani back or, you know, the typical Holland rumors. But I kind of also want to see how much we can develop Mason, right? Because I think the potential is there. It's noticeably there. And he, he already has the finishing down. I would argue that's the harder part, right? Yeah, so, and he's been working on his headers as well, right? So um, that was his first header goal for Man United, apparently. And which, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's 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 clearly working on that, which is which is great. Um, I I I do think that you know we or the club at least kind of sees him as more of a forward, you know, striker kind of role, right? That he's going to develop into when he gets that strength, maybe. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm totally, totally, again, we've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm a big proponent of just investing in your own youth, you know, in your own academy players, because I mean, just the, the return on that investment that you get, I think is, is far greater and outweighs any one year, two year, three year deal on some, you know, striker that you overpay for and, you know, it might not even work out. So, uh, for sure. Yeah all for sure would put all, all my chips well not all my chips but I, I i would bet on 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 greenwood for sure yeah i mean because you know considering that we're supposed to have a smaller transfer budget this year i think the money is probably better spent on a center back and maybe another center midfielder yeah that's what she's thinking too because i don't know yeah. like how much we're getting but I know, I know that's that, that's the thing. But I do feel like we're we're a little light when it comes to a striker. Um, again, what happens with Cavani? I would like to have him for another year. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be ideal. I 
do I think that's going to happen? I don't, I don't think so. I think he's going to leave by the end of the season. So if, if he leaves and we don't sign another striker, I, we're a little thin there, right? It it leaves us with a, a, a rotation between uh, Rashford, Martial, and Greenwood, who all kind of play on the wing instead, right? So I don't know. I think we would struggle there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it might be a huge ask for Martial to bounce back. I mean, it, it can't. I don't think it can be worse than this year, to be honest. So, I mean, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. But let's say, like, because Rashford can play up top or on the left, he's pretty flexible. So can Martial, so can Mason, right? So maybe actually investing in a winner like Sancho makes more sense too. Um, because I guess... To you push have, out one of them into, into onto the striker? Yeah, that could work too. Yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, you maybe pick someone less expensive than Sancho, then maybe we could, you know, talk talk about that. But Yeah, I mean, the thing is with Sancho, right? Uh I don't know if Dortmund's price will go any lower from last year. I don't think it would, but if they don't make the Champions League next year, right, I don't think they really have a choice. And same goes for Holland. So mm-hmm. it's still really up in the air, right? Because I don't know how many points they're out from a Champions League, Champions League spot right now, but it's it's a definite possibility they could miss it. Yeah, I mean, they are, they are fifth. They're seven points out. Mm-hmm from a Champions League position, which is pretty significant. And I don't know how many games they play, um, but 27 games in. So, yeah, that 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 is up in the air. Um, but yeah, the all, all the rumors are swirling around now about Holland. You know, it's kind of picking up steam because uh, I know that he can leave in 2022, summer 2022, for, you know, a modest, in today's market, I think 77 million, something like that. So, you know, if Dortmund wants to cash in, it's going to be this summer. Um, so, you know, whether that happens, who knows? And, you know, we're, we're seeing the rumors that he's or that his agent is already going on on a tour, right? The Barcelona, the Madrid, uh, Manchester City. So, yeah, man. Uh, will that happen this summer? I don't know. I, again, I think you're right. I think a lot of the clubs are going to are going to reference you know, the impact of the pandemic on, on the financials as a reason for not being active in this summer's market. I'd rather have him go to Spain. And I you know if he doesn't come to us, I hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I'm like 80% sure that he's not coming to United. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think so either. I, yeah. I would hate it for him to come to city. I think that would be tragic. That that would be a tragedy. So, you know, I'm, I'm praying every night that that doesn't happen. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, so moving on here to, I guess uh, we'll call this one a, an interesting topic or, or a point of contention within the squad right now that, you know, did garner some attention leading up to the game against Brighton which was um, who's going to start as the goalie, right? De Gea or Henderson? Because they're both fit now, right? They're both ready to go. De Gea's done his quarantine. He he didn't... Did he go on international break? 
he might he he might have went, but I think he was on the bench and he didn't play. But either way, he's he's fit, ready to go, right? So now there's a genuine, you know, decision that Ollie has to make every game between Dean Henderson and De Gea, and it's going to determine the course of what happens in the future for for these two goalies, right? And it seems like Dean Henderson's got the number one spot right now. I usually trust Ollie with these kinds of decisions, but Dave's still my number one to me, at least. How I would have done it, if I were in all issues, I would have put Dean easily. He would be starting Europa League matches. They're important as well. So he, mm-hmm. But Dave should be starting in the Premier League. Always. Yeah, no, I mean, I was I like, I was surprised with, with this decision, right? It seems like, because obviously, uh, you know, with De Gea going away to Spain for the birth uh, of his baby, um congratulations to him by the way uh but you know dean henderson taking advantage of his opportunity you know and he put in some solid performances right and that's all it is really it's just taking advantage of the opportunities when they come at you and i and i think henderson's doing that and he's doing a good job and i honestly didn't see this coming but i think he's the number one now for the rest of the season I, I mean, apart from the Milan mishap, um, I haven't really seen Dino really make any obvious mistakes, as far as I can tell. So there wasn't really any reason to drop him, per se. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, I just, I don't know how I feel about that, man. I, I really do think Dave should should get his spot back. Yeah. I, I, I honestly believe that De Gea is the better keeper, um, but... I think also what the club has to take into consideration is uh, the future and who's going to be around for the long, long term. Um, And again, you know, Henderson's somebody that we got through the academy. um, So, and he's voiced, yeah, he he's he's voiced some dissatisfaction one way or the other, right? Maybe indirectly that he's kind of getting restless and wants to play. Um, so maybe this is the club or this is Ollie saying, okay, now that you've got your opportunity, um, you're, you're the number one, because from his perspective, if he's, if he's been playing all these games and De Gea has been out and we've been successful and then we just put him back on the bench um, after De Gea comes back, then he's going to view that as, well, what else can I do? And maybe, you know, force him out the door a bit sooner. Yeah, this begs an interesting question is um, what, what what would Dave do? And I can't imagine he would want to stick around on the bench. I think he'd probably want to go back to Spain to be close to his family and have a number one starting role. But I don't know who, like Madrid already have Courtois, um, Barca already have um, Tristegan. Atletico already have all block, so I don't I don't know where would he go or, um, yeah I mean if we're really doing this then yeah I mean that's that's it like Dino's our guy for the future for the next six years I can't imagine like we we would go against the grain because we because we're paying what De Gea like three hundred fifty k a week I think he's like a top two or top three highest paid player in the league so. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. All that being said, it'll be interesting um, to see kind of what 
all he does for the next couple of games. I mean, does he stick with Dean or is he going to change it up? Who plays Europa League, right? It's going to be every single game. It's going to be, it's going to be news, right? So um, my prediction, we'll I think Dino starts Europa League, but I think De Gea will come back for Spurs. That's my prediction. If that doesn't happen, then we got some some major gossip or major headlines coming up, I think. Major gossip, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, so, I mean, talking about Thursday, obviously that's our, our next um, Europa League game. And we are in the, is it the quarterfinals? It's the quarters, right? Yep, yep, the quarters. The quarters, yeah. So we're playing Granada, who are ninth in La Liga. Um, so honestly, I don't know anything about these guys. I don't know any player or, or, or anything. Um, I guess we'll just do quick, quick predictions on this one, but I kind of expect us to, uh, to pull through. I mean, I think on, on aggregate, both legs, uh, I'll say, I think three, one, three, one aggregate we're through. I think, yeah, yeah. The only player that I heard I was on Granada that I knew was uh, Roberto Soldado, like the former Tottenham striker. Oh, yeah. 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 I think he plays for Granada, but literally, there's no excuse for us not to smash these guys. But, you know. I don't know about smash, yeah, but, you know. We should be smashing these guys. And I, you know, given how we've been playing in the Europa League, I think we can. But in like reality, we'll probably. <laughs> well, imagine if we just advance on away goals. Could you imagine? I mean, uh, yeah, totally. I could totally imagine that because yeah. I, again, I honestly, my expectations of this of this team at the current, like right now, is not very high. I don't think we're playing very well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we just scrape by zero zero one one. You know what I mean? Because I don't have a lot of confidence in us right now. I just think we have better players than a lot of the teams that we play, and we end up getting results because of that. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, like we we should get through, so I think that'll happen. Um, I think I'm gonna the, go against the grain, and hopefully I'm wrong. But I'll say it's a two-two. But we, it's gonna be the, the overall result will be two-two, and we'll advance on away goals. Greasy away goals. See, I don't even think that's going against the grain. I think that's very realistic. I think that's a very likely scenario. <laughs> oh God, um, man, I oh. I, t- I totally feel that happening. Uh, Okay, so I mean, we can also do um, a couple of predictions for the Champions Leagues. I mean, obviously they they've already occurred because we're we're a day late on this episode, so we're recording this on on Tuesday, and there's the first leg of uh, of two of the quarters have already occurred. Um, that being Manchester City um, beating Dortmund two to one, uh, Real Madrid beating Liverpool three to one so um i guess just quick quick predictions uh chris for you uh for for these two legs and then also uh the ones that are being played tomorrow between uh bayern psg and porto chelsea Mm. i think given how madrid has played today and you know liverpool's um, home form i'm pretty sure uh, madrid are through in my opinion. And I think City will take it in, in Germany next week. They're, I City are just um City are just playing too well for them not to at least make it to the semifinals, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
And for tomorrow, I'm I'm hope I'm praying for a Porto win. <laughs> I'm praying for a Porto win, and we're I, really not big Chelsea fans, huh? We give them a lot of stick in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, deserve <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, and I think I do think Bayern will pull through against PSG, even though they're missing. They're not going to have Gnabry. They're not going to have Lewandowski. Oh, actually, yeah, but. Didn't How PSG... long is Lewandowski out for? What's his injury? Oh, a few weeks. I think it was a muscle injury or a knee injury, mm. of some sort. Gnabry caught COVID, so he can't play. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there were a bunch of notable players in the quarterfinal teams that they uh, that weren't able to play. I know Sergio Ramos is not playing. Didn't play today because of injury or COVID. I mean, jeez. The international break, man. Like, who would have thought it was a good idea to be traveling? <laughs> you know, it's always useless. Yeah, no. uh, just, I just d- despise the 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 international break, but thankfully we're back. Uh, so, really quickly, I guess my my predictions. Uh, I agree with you uh, for all of them except for one. I mean, City. Obviously, I think they're going to pull through. Um, I just think that they're really dominant. Um, I actually think that Liverpool will come back. And beat Real Madrid, big call here. Going against the grain, you know, call. trying to make it a bit interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah I think but they're they going to find it fans. in them. They won't have yeah. fans. That's the issue. Yeah, but it's okay though. Though you know, being at Anfield, I don't know, against Real Madrid under the lights, maybe they can imagine there's fans. Uh, but I, yeah, and then yeah, Bayern beating from, PSG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, Bayern, Bayern beating PSG, and uh, I think Chelsea will. Easily go through against against Porto. Oh yuck! Yeah, Bayern will advance. The thing is, Liverpool. Interesting. Interesting thing is that Liverpool have they have been under tougher conditions. I think they were three 0 down against Barcelona that one year, right? Yeah. But the yeah. only reason why they were able to do to do that because Anfield's a scary ass place with yeah. with fans, but they don't have that, uh, and they have like they lost six times. Like, I'm telling you, man, honestly, I'm very surprised that Real Madrid beat Liverpool 3-1. I think Real Madrid mm-hmm. has not been a good team this year. Um, they're very fragile, I think, and there's issues within the dressing room. And I just don't have a lot of faith in Real Madrid, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think Liverpool are more of a team. They're just a better team. They're going through a big slump and something's not really working for them. Um, but then again, they beat Arsenal 3-0 and they looked a way better team than Arsenal, right? So... I just it's so weird. I, if I, it, it's really weird. It just it just shows how bad Arsenal was. <laughs> got to put that. Yeah. There. No. No. They. I mean, they they got dominated that game. But the, but yeah. they'll, but they'll be the first to tell you though uh, that you know they really got outplayed that game. Um, but like yeah, like you like you expect that from Liverpool though. That's the thing. I mean, I know that they've been awful and they're like sitting in what is it right now? Uh, is it sixth. is it sixth, seventh? They're they're sitting in seventh. Which is, I mean, it's just mind blowing to me. Like that's the biggest story of this season, from title contenders all the way down to seventh place. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, you know, from there, I keep saying this, but Mane and Firmino, I just don't think they're not they're not getting enough criticism, in my opinion. Salah's playing well. I mean, he's still scoring, no problem. 
but I think Mane got Mane. a lot of criticism after the Madrid game, actually. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Firmino has been, I always think he's the weak link. I don't think he's he's that great. Um, yeah. But Diego Jota has been amazing for them. Like his efficiency in terms of uh, goals, um, you know, in terms of shots that he creates and and even time on the pitch is just insane. So I think I think he's got to be starting for all of his games. Yeah, I think, yeah, if Jota hadn't been injured for like three months, I think Liverpool would be at least fourth for sure. Because he was flying before injury as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Klopp knew that the front three needed to be rotated a bit, and that's why he signed Jota. But that, he, again, Liverpool were pretty unlucky with injuries this year. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. With that being said, I think that's going to probably wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up for this episode. A uh, bit of a shorter one, obviously. You know, we're just we're just coming back from the international break, so uh, you know, we're just trying to get our get our feet under us here. But um, yeah, we're we'll we'll be back with uh, regular episodes every week. So um, next week will be an interesting one. All right, obviously uh, a game against Tottenham. Um, I guess we should get predictions in for that one, right? um i mean oh, tottenham's god. we're gonna we're gonna lose aren't we oh god <laughs> this is like tottenham's one of these been matches bad, man. Jose... i'm telling I know, you they've been bad this... jose is gonna prepare for this match like his life depended on it and i could totally see us losing like 2-0 surely not what was the last time we played them what was what was the score was it 6-1 uh, what was it yeah i don't remember that day well, I mean, apparently Spurs won the league by then, and we were getting relegated. Mm. So, yeah, times change, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a it's a fairly important game. I mean, again, we have a pretty comfortable cushion. We're uh, we're I think 11, 11 points clear of Tottenham at the moment, so it's not like it's do or die for us. Um, more so for them, I'd say, especially after drawing against Newcastle on the weekend. Um, but man, like th- I'm telling you, there there's issues when things don't go right with Mourinho, they do not go right. You know, like it, and when they go well, things go really, really well. Uh, there's no in between. There, there is no in between, and um, they've Tottenham's been on a roller coaster this season. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, Son's like coming back from injury, um, maybe a little bit injured, so he's not really in in form at the moment. Harry Kane's in form he's just been informed this whole season so he's a huge threat but i think again i just i don't like the way we're playing i don't think we're great right now i think we're limping to the to the end of the season uh so i'm honestly just gonna say zero zero classic like both sides will be too afraid to do anything oh god it's written or just unable unable to do anything not afraid (laughs) It, a movable object meets a stoppable force. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, can I just say this though? You know, you know, at the time of the six-one loss, like if we were told we'd be in second place, right? Yeah. And seven points ahead of fourth, I wouldn't say it's. Man, I, I would have, because I really thought we were going to finish like seventh sixth this year at that point yeah it's been it's been it's been a crazy season unpredictable to say to to say the least so give me your prediction 
Tottenham. What is it? I I honestly can see us losing. Like we'll concede early, and they'll Jose will park. So, and we don't really, and we won't have, we won't, we won't be able to find that quality in the in the final third. So it'll be really frustrating. So I I suppose it's a one nil loss or a one one draw because we drew a penalty. Nice. As you can see, we are very optimistic Manchester yeah. United fans. We believe in our team. Uh, we're amazing. Deserve to be second. Oh, we should uh, definitely so... be smashing these guys, but we we just won't because it always happens against a top six side. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, like we're just we're just not very good at the moment. I mean, that's just my opinion. I just don't think that we're playing to the potential that we can be. But here we are, second place. <sighs> Great. I'll, we'll take it. Um, okay, so for real this time, that's going to do it for us for this episode. Um, catch us again next weekend where we're going to react to the Spurs game as well as maybe some talking points again for the Europa League game uh, midweek. Um, but uh, but yeah, if um, that's probably going to do it for us. Um, again, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Stratford Chat um, where we post some tweets here and there, some memes, who knows. Um, and yeah, that's, that's going to do it for us and, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers.